Hey, you are listening to the Grumpy Guy BJJ podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? Got to take care of a few things before we jump into this week's episode. First, our ramping isometrics for BJJ program. It is a 12-week program all laid out for you. It's going to help you build strength and cardio in the fastest, safest, and most convenient way possible. This is how James and I have been training for the past year, and we love it. So we put this program together so you can just follow along, and we are certain you will see and feel the benefits that we do. It's only 15 bucks. Just go to GrumpyGuyBJJ.com, click the drop-down menu in the upper right-hand corner, and you'll find it. Next, R3. Is this is our K2 D3 supplement. It is a combination combination of those two vitamins D3 and K2. These are two vitamins that James and I have been taking for a long time that really help us recover from hard training sessions. And for only 15 bucks with free shipping, you get a whole month supply. I was going to pull up some studies explaining the benefits of D3 and K2, but I'm not going to insult your intelligence and pretend to be a fucking scientist. I take it it helps me recover. That's it. So for 15 bucks, check it out. And last but certainly not least, we have partnered up with Dejitsu.com. They have a ton of awesome BJJ instructionals, and they have hooked us up with a discount code for our listeners. It's Grumpy10. So what you got to do is you go to Dejitsu.com, which is D-I-G-I-T-S-U.com. Find the instructionals you want, throw them in a shopping cart, in the little discount code box, you type in Grumpy10, which is just G-R-U-M-P-Y, and the number 10, one zero. That's it. No spaces. Boom. You get 10% off. You're up and running. They got a nice app you can download on your phone. That way you can take your instructions right to the gym with you, watch the technique, drill it. It's a pretty sweet setup. So once again, D-I-G-I-T-S-U.com, discount code Grumpy10, G-R-U-M-P-Y, one zero. Simple as that. To find all this stuff I just got done talking about, go to our website, grumpyguybjj.com. Click the drop-down menu in the upper right-hand corner. There, you'll subscribe to our newsletter for podcast updates. You'll find links for the Ramping ISOs program, the R3 Recovery Supplement, and then under the Programs and Products tab, you'll find a link to dejitsu.com. And let's be honest, if you guys can't figure out how to navigate a website by now, there's nothing I can do to help you. So quit fucking around. Check it out, train hard, and let's get into this week's episode. And boom. Back again. Once again. Yes. Episode 117-ish. Is it? I think. 117. Nice, man. Plugging along. I know I tell people at the new gym, because I give out the 10 uh, tips. Remember the thing we put together? Yep. Yep. So I hand that, I give that to new people. And uh, and I'm like, yeah, it's a podcast me and my buddy Dude, and you know, I'm explaining that I'm like, I've been doing it for like two years, and it's funny, everybody's like shocked. They're like, What? It's like two years. I'm like, yeah, man, just you know, it's more of an excuse for us to get together and talk than anything yeah. else. But yeah, we've consistently put out an episode for over two years, and you realize, like, dude, most people can't fucking do something for two weeks. And so, yeah, uh, on that note, kudos uh, to us. I've heard Paul share this with me. That January 17th, which I think is today. Yesterday. Or is that yesterday? Yeah. Uh, is like National Give Up Day. It's been coined as because that's when <sighs> most... that point. Yeah, because by that point, that's when most people have given up on their uh, New Year's resolutions mm. and such. So, um, I've heard it reframed. What was the... 
Somebody reframed it to something else. National give up day. Yeah, but, yeah. That's my nephew's birthday. Yesterday was <laughs> Carter's birthday. <laughs> so. Well, I don't, I'm not going to subscribe to it. That's National Give Up Day. Yeah. Then if anybody has a calendar that says National Give Up Day on it, just burn that calendar and purchase well, another one. I mean, I would just take it as, of course, it's just me, but I would use it as a as, as the impetus to give up on the 18th. I'd want to go one day longer than everyone else. I don't want to be like everyone else. I'm not going to give up on National Give Up Day. Be like, fuck that shit. But again, that's just so me. Like, whatever, of, whatever everyone else is doing, my automatic reaction is like, I got to do something different. So instead of just not giving up at all, right. wouldn't that be the more appropriate response? Yeah, <laughs> that would be the better response. That would be the better one. But as long as you don't give up on the seventeenth, that's that'd be the only day I wouldn't give up. The that'd system. be my best fucking day of the whole year. Kill it that day. Kill it that day. Whatever my resolution was, I'm gonna double it that day. Double it just to prove my point. What's up, Waka? And Aka the podcast making yeah. his appearance. Yeah, I know. It hasn't gotten out for a couple days. No, it hasn't actually been. The weather hasn't been too conducive to no, get out running around. Crazy. The I almost. And, yeah, yeah. The wind yesterday was a little much. Yeah. Like I was gonna get them out in the afternoon, and uh, I'm watching that wind whip around. And then Shiloh came home from school. She walked home. Oh, no. And, dude, she looked like she'd been through a fucking war. <laughs> Her eyes were all watering, and she just, like, looked all disheveled. And she was like, damn, yeah, it was tough walking in that wind. And, like, man, it looks like it. It doesn't look like fun. Like, nope, not going out. Yeah, I was like, ah, I don't think it'd be as much fun. He wouldn't care, but I do. So. Yeah, it wouldn't have been enjoyable. I'm certain of that. I didn't even go skiing yesterday because I saw the weather. Yeah. And the amount of snow that they had gotten did not make up for the shitty conditions. Yeah. So, I made oh, it a yeah. productive day. Got a bunch of stuff done around the old house. There's things I've been putting off. So, uh-oh. Uh-oh, what do we got? Might be ready for our Pokemon update. Pokemon right update time. Yes. Appropriately dressed for this one. Yep. Got Pokemon pajamas. Pokemon pajamas on. All right, we got Z with his Pokemon update. Okay, so this card's name is Moltres, and it does 120 damage. It's a fire type, and its attacks are top burn, burner, which does no damage, and fire spin, which does 180 damage. Ooh, that's much. And, um... On the bottom of Fire Spin, it says, discard three energy cards from this Pokemon. And then Top Burner says under it, discard all fire energy energies from this Pokemon. Then discard a card from the top of your opponent's deck for each energy you discard in this way. And then it's a rare it's rare. Anything else? Uh, yeah. uh, the card says it's it is said to be the legendary bird Pokemon of fire. Every flap of its wings creates a dazzling flare of flames. Wow. Sweet. 
Nice, man. Well, thanks for that update. Mm-hmm. And it makes the flare flames because it's wings. The skin part is literally made out of fire. Hmm. I see. So, let me see that bad boy. Oh, it's all shiny, too. So, how was mm-hmm. school, man? Good. Did you guys do anything cool in school? Mm, yeah. What did you do? We made an experiment from science. What it's kind? It's a... Trash picker upper. Oh, that's right. You came home and you made your prototype. Uh-huh. Out of a spoon and a toothpick. And a popsicle stick. And a popsicle stick. So. How, how's it going? How'd the experiment go? Good. Thumbs up. Yep. Nice. They were doing science last night too, huh? Mm-hmm. Science is pretty cool. Yeah. So. Well, cool, man. Well, thanks for the Pokemon update. Yeah, we also made blue goo. Blue goo. From the science. And invisible marbles, which we uh, poured them into water. And then we came back a couple hours later, and then we were like, huh, they exploded. And they just left circles. And then Dad put his hand in, and there were some marbles. Little balls, yep. Yes, that was cool. What did we learn in jiu-jitsu this week? Do you remember the... What's the name of the, the move we finished with? Americana. Yeah. Sweet. That's that's a good move. Yep. We were learning. We learned the double leg to passing the crazy legs to getting the side control. Or crocodile, crocodile control. Crocodile control, control. control yep. to the Americana. To eat the head and arm to the Americana. Yeah. So... Next week we'll have something else we're working on. But yeah, Zita good. He's my little assistant. He shows the kids what we're gonna do on Monday. That's awesome, dude. And then we explain mm-hmm. it, me and Shiloh explain it to everybody. You gotta take that role seriously. Show all the new kids. Yeah. Yep. I bet you do. I bet you do a good job at it. Yeah, we're doing real good. Alright, man. Well, here's your Pokemon card. Appreciate it. Thanks for the update, dude. Very good. Talk to you later. Bye. 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 <laughs> Love you, dude. Love you. Bye. See ya. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <clears throat> That's a good little Pokemon update. Very clear and concise. Yeah. Yep. He came in practiced. Yes. Yes. No, I was uh I was good. I think our talk this morning. It's improving. Really Everybody well. improves with yeah. Yeah. Again, you don't know how too far it is until you take it too far. That's Again, right. just for the context, he came out of his room this morning telling us that he had three Pokemon cards <laughs> that he was going to share on the podcast this morning. And so we had to reel it back in and be like, all right, man, look, we got a deal. It was a Pokemon card. We got to limit how descriptive we're getting on it. Let's keep it somewhat concise. And then we can talk about other things, too. So, Well, like you've said before, he is the boundary knot. Boundary knot. That is, whenever I see, like, now that you said that, and then I see Z, like, I get this, like, cartoonish image in my yes. head of him wearing, like, an old-timey NASA spacesuit. You know, you see Spaceman Spiff, space, man. Yeah. I can see it with an old-timey spaceman helmet, you know, just out there on the boundaries, just finding it. Yep. You know? <laughs> every, every time I see Z, that's one of the first images that pop into my head. Yeah. I'm like, oh, he's got his boundary knot suit on. Yeah. And he's out there exploring. Yeah, it's, it's funny. It is. It's funny. I'm glad I came up with that image too, because you know, like it's hard to be mad at him when you're thinking about him that way, and it is. It's like your reframe, like this morning when he like 
managed to squish one of the little freaking Orbeez things. And uh, I was like, all right, man, you know. And then I'm like, dude, you're just being a boundary knot. And again, I, that's exactly what I picture him as. And it's like, all right, let's come back to this side of it. And of course, he was like, nope, I'm not coming back home. That's why I said the boundary knot can come back home now. And he's like, nope, nope. I'm staying <laughs> still out here. Out here on the fringes, buddy. Yeah. I still got to enter my oxygen tank. I'm good. I'm staying out here. Oh, man. It's funny. Oh, hey, and to his defense, though, man, when I was checking out those Orbeez this morning, I it was I took a fair amount of self-control on my 40-year-old self to not squeeze that thing to see if it would burst. Yeah, and well... The, that, that texture is very... You can give it a good squeeze to see it? if it'll burst. and it, it, I didn't feel it was appropriate. It takes so. some effort. Does it? That's the thing. It's like it's, it doesn't just happen. Like, you would, you'd have to try to squish one. Would you? Not, like, super hard. But it's not going to happen on accident. Gotcha. You know. like I was gonna, tempted. You, when you squeeze it that hard, it's going to start to slip. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to do something to secure it to make yeah, sure you yeah. can continue to apply pressure. Can't just be a two-finger squish. Yeah, it's it won't be like, a, like oh, it's man, dang. It's out the side. Look at that. Yeah. Well, it's a solid thing. There's nothing inside of it. So it just, like, disintegrates. And uh, I don't know what it is. It's a water-absorbing polymer. That's what I think is the official scientific term. And that is, as soon as you use the word polymer, that is an official name. Uh, like yeah, it was science. in the science kit. Yeah, they definitely use that science word. So, And then Shallow comes in and she's like, oh, they're Orbeez. And I'm like, what do you mean? They're water-absorbing polymers. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, no, apparently. Well, it's a good thing you didn't call them WAPs. WAPs. <laughs> WAPs. Water absorbing poly. Yeah, but wop, Yeah, but WAPS is funnier. Yeah. My joke wouldn't have landed that about would be well, if I said WAPS. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. So, anyways. But yeah, apparently those things have a, have a. There's a name brand for them. And so there's a company or whatever called Orbeez. And so you can buy them at Target. I had no idea. I did not. I was not aware of this either. And you get like a foot spa thing where you can stuff your feet in Orbeez. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> so, it's a thing, but huh. to me, they're just water-absorbing polymers. Okay. It'll always be our science experiment. I know it is kind of funny. It's like this is science. I'm dumping shit in water and coming back a couple hours later. Like, see okay, what happens. I guess it is science. It it's is. an experiment. See it is what an happens. experiment. See what happens. Yeah, and that's what happened. So, and uh, so yeah, I was the science kits getting used. Sweet. Yeah. Sweet. Okay. So how you guys have been, uh, hard changing subject here, but you guys have been uh, trying the BJJ for yoga. You guys been liking that? Yes. Yeah, no, man. We, <clears throat> I have. We've been, uh, we signed up for it because it's always, I, it's, I mean, you know, you've got like a fucking half dozen apps and shit well, that that, I've, that's I've seen you the, use that's why I love this time. Thomas Rhodes so yeah right, yeah 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 because as, as much as you know it's always easier to have someone just kind of tell you what to do and have like mm-hmm. a, a routine that you follow along to and so um yeah Kiela and I or it was really her she got it because we hadn't been doing anything as far as consistent like stretching or yoga type thing just started grumpy guy on Saturday and stuff and so um yeah she signed up for it and we've been doing we didn't get through they got like a 10 day foundational thing we haven't done it like completely like you're you know he suggests but we've done yoga before too like i get i get the idea that he's he's literally taking people who've probably never done a yoga class 
and just trying to get them to the point where they could go to a yoga class and know what's going on. So, you know, you got to start like super, super basic. And, uh, um, so yeah, we've been done some of that foundational stuff and now we're on to like one of his longer flows, like a 30 minute one. And, uh, yeah, I've been liking it. It's, it's, uh, yeah, overall it's good. I mean, I definitely, you know, it's hard not to fucking spend half an hour with somebody on video and not have some observations. Right. (laughs) So he's an interesting character. You know, the main thing is that he's Swedish or Norwegian or, you know, one of those, uh, companies. Icelandic. Icelandic. Yeah. I'm being very American with my you know, just assuming that everyone who's blonde and speaks like that comes it's from Swedish. the same area. But, uh, so he, he's trying to translate. He's, he's probably a, a little bit of a quirky dude in his own language and country. And then he's trying to translate stuff into English. And so some of his translations are, uh, fucking funny just man. a touch off just a touch off man yeah he says shit that's just like all right i know what you're trying to say but that's not quite exactly it and yeah one of the times we we're doing our fucking warrior pose and he told us we needed to tighten up our scrotum and i was like being very scrotum something right here i was like how do you feel about that kiela she's like i'm fucking totally offended he really said tighten up your scrotum yes yeah that is awesome. I'm like, I'm sure, you know, he's translating that there's, there's probably a term. Right. You know, I'm like, they didn't teach him like taint. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, I'm sure if you really, if he knew that word, it would probably be a better translation of what the fucking what his is tongue is. I don't know. You're fucking. Sacrum? No, Maybe? no, no. No, no, no. Well, because when you're in that, that like the warrior pose, you're wanting to like draw your, you know, they talk about like trying to get like your, your butthole and your, and your, and your belly button to touch, like right. collapsing that space. And so, you know, there's just different ways to talk about that, like tightening up that, that, you know, it is, it's more like kind of that space between your fucking, your, your fucking balls and your, and your butthole, <laughs> right? It's like, you like getting that, like in, in sucking that in and getting that stability is an important part of it. And so you know, yeah, it's funny. It's like nipples. When I talk about nipples, turning your nipples or a grumpy guy, right? Like there's certain body parts that are like, ha ha, but funny. it's like, all right, but you know, what are you supposed to say? Like they're, they're fucking landmarks on the body that uh, are what we're going for. So and if we weren't so childish, it wouldn't be a big, big deal. Exactly. If we were more European about it. That's right. You know, just, you know, fucking. We're very prudish <laughs> and childish. <laughs> we are. That's hilarious. It's funny though. So yeah, but he said scrotum. And, uh, yeah, I was, that was funny. So yeah, but overall the, the yoga itself is uh, pretty good. He's got a few, like he's a little mobile in a few areas and I don't think he quite appreciates his yeah, hypermobility. I, I remember when he first came, cause he's been around for a couple of years now. Yeah. I remember when it first came out, he put out quite a few like free videos, you know, trying to hype it basically. Yeah. And I remember watching some of his stuff like, like this dude is freaking flexible. Like he yeah. he has spent some time working at it, or you know, he, whether he came up as a kid or you know doing it, but he's a pretty mobile dude. Yeah, he's hyper flexible in his shoulders and like kind of like his upper. Where I'm like a stone up in that yeah. area. Though, yeah, like yeah, 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 area. man. It was like one where he was like, you know, we had the shoulders day, and he he's like, you know, tie your belt 
into a loop. So you just, you know, tie the ends together to create a loop. And I was like, oh, this is kind of cool, you know? And, and we're like holding the loop and pushing out and doing some stuff. And then he's like, do the... The pass-throughs? The fucking pass-throughs with your fucking belt. I'm like, I'm watching him do it. And I'm like, dude, like he's almost like dislocating his shoulders. Mm -hmm. It's almost like an escape artist type thing. Like to be able to keep your hands that close together and, and completely bring your arms all the way down to your butt and then all okay. the way back in front of you. Most people can't do that. Not normal, man. Yeah. No. And so to, you know... <laughs> You know, there, there's a few things like that where just as like a coach and someone who does this as well on some level where you're like, you know, you can lose some people if, you, if you're if you not aware of it. We, you know, we talk about it with jujitsu, man. It's kind of that, that curse of knowledge a little bit. Like you get into things and you don't realize like, oh, you know, that's right. That's what it's like to be a white belt or that's what it's mm -hmm. like to be completely inflexible or like I have no idea what it's like to have inflexible shoulders because I'm fucking you know, got some genetic freak thing going on, you know, like for me, like, I don't know, I'll, I knock on wood, like hopefully I'll never know what it's like to be a fat person. I've never been fat. I've never had to lose 50, 60 pounds. So like, I don't fucking know. I'm not going to pretend to know. And so I have to, I have to be careful when treading in that territory a little bit. And so if you're not, you can, you know, lose people. And so there was just a couple times where I'm like, man, he's going to fucking lose people by frustrating them. You know, if you don't realize, like, oh, I'm a freak in like, this, this area. Is a, this is not normal. This is not normal. And I'm not even, yeah, and I, so I need to. Let me, just, show, the, let me show the normal yeah, version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just do the normal version. Like, what would normal people do? Mm -hmm. So, and you know, and again, like hanging out in the yoga community, you know, <clears throat> you tend to gravitate towards activities that you are good at. People like to be good at stuff. And so if you are into yoga and you're in the yoga community, like there's definitely a percentage of people that do yoga who, you know, they're like stiff people who are, who are trying to get loosened up. But the majority of people that do yoga are into yoga. Mm -hmm. Like they're part of that yoga scene. And again, you gravitate towards activities that you're successful at. And yoga rewards hyper-flexible people. And so you're going to be hanging out with an abnormally large percentage of hypermobile people if you hang out in yoga circles. And so you can start to forget that like, you know, we do it like hanging out with like the, like in fitness circles and jujitsu circles. And then you go hang out with like normal people and you're like, oh yeah, like this is what it's like. Like everyone here is like 20 pounds overweight and has nothing to talk about but their fucking stupid dead-end job and they've got no, like this is ridiculous. Like, oh yeah, this is how people live. It's easy to forget that. And so it's, uh, yeah. And, and that, that that was like, like I said, it's, it's you have to fight that with whatever you do. But, you know, his shoulders were fucking killing me. I was like, That's dude, funny. get the fuck out of here with that. But um, no, overall, man, I'd recommend it. He does a 14-day free trial. And so, like, you know, you can do quite a bit and, you know, see if it's going to work for you. He's got that 10-day foundational program. We didn't do the last three days because it started to look like he, he got rowdy with it. He was doing, like, core and balance and cardio. And it's like, all right, all right we're getting outside. It's not what of, we're in this for. Not what we're in this for. Yeah. So, but... Uh, that's yeah. cool. I, like, I, there's a lot of value in those mobility uh, follow-along programs. You, for me, anyways, I and I think for a lot of people, because that way you don't have to put a ton of thought into it. 
Yeah. You just pick one that you like, and you know, especially you get home from work or after training, you're tired, you don't want to think about it a whole lot. You just hit play. Reduces the friction. Yeah, reduces. Yeah. Just hit play and follow along, man. Like it, it does. That's I've been, man. I've 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 been on this path for a while. Like for a long time, I was using Romwod, which is R O M W O D. You know, it's a CrossFit inspired range of motion workout of the day. Right. Yeah, subscription thing, and it's good. It's CrossFit's acknowledgement that we're fucking killing people, and maybe we should try to like Fix loosen them up a this, little bit. You know, and and what those savages do at the highest level takes a great degree of mobility and strength. Like those are special people. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you get they got to spend. You know, to be good at Olympic lifting and whatnot, you got to be very mobile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got to spend a lot of time doing it, and uh, so they. I think you know the, you know when it comes to physical activities, I think CrossFit does a really good job, as a, as a culture, as promoting that mobility piece. You know, it's pretty big. And from my experience, like, it didn't used to be starting out back. Right. In two, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. Back in 2007, 2008, a, when I was start. Romwad was like a definitely uh, marked a change in the CrossFit philosophy right. where they started to acknowledge like, oh yeah, oh yeah, we do have to address this other side of things. We can't, we're people, we can't people do destroying people. overhead squats without proper flexibility. Yeah, overhead right. squats aren't going to make you better. Yes, they overhead squats will make you better overhead squats, but like maybe you need some things to get to that point. Like there are some, you know, mobility yeah. prerequisites. So I hear you. I, I have to say... From my own experience, and again, just feedback, because again, just hanging out in the fitness community, and you know, again, I, I talk to like chiropractors and doctors and physical therapists and stuff, and like from their perspective, like CrossFit ain't changed much at all. Like they still see a ton of people from CrossFit, yeah. and people that come in from CrossFit still have the same problems. So I feel like, you know, that there's there's a disconnect because it's it's not what you preach it's what you tolerate and so like what do you tolerate at a crossfit gym and again when you when you got money and and like what is the goal what is the real goal here well it's like you know you need you need to be faster you need to lift more like you're you're trying to beat the you of yesterday like i hate that whole fucking thing you know, like I, somebody, I saw somebody post something like, you know, could, could the you of you tomorrow be a clone of you today or something like that? And I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, man. Like <laughs> you may get pitted in a death match tomorrow against a clone. Today. Like, you know, so whatever you learn today is the only, like, yeah, I, I kind of see what he's saying, but like, you know, this idea of like you constantly, 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 every fucking day you have to improve, you have to improve. Man, we were talking about last week, but sometimes self-improvement ain't the answer, right? So <laughs> it's not a linear fucking line. No. <clears throat> and so, but if that's what you're preaching and that and that's what you're looking for and you're tolerating people not necessarily moving optimally and not necessarily having the best mobility in, in certain areas, it, in order to, to help them pursue that, you, then there's a disconnect. So... I feel like they do a good job of talking about it, and I feel like they do a good job of trying to promote it to their members, but I don't feel like they really believe it. Um, 
That could be very possible. I don't know. I mean, I haven't spent any time in any CrossFit gyms. I'm sure it's a case-by-case basis. Yeah. I'm sure some gyms are heavy on it and, and really good with it. <clears throat> I'm sure there's some gyms that are terrible with it. Right. Yeah, I'm sure You're going to have your extremes on both ends. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's a coach-by-coach basis. I still think on average, though, your average CrossFit gym does not prioritize mobility and recovery and those things as much as they should. That's possible. It's very possible. The balance is still more towards work capacity as opposed just to go faster, go harder. Recovery. So and because that's what's that's what sells. That's what people want. And again, it's like you know, I'm listening to like Game Changers fucking the or the the Chris Cresser where he's like debunking the game oh, changers yep. thing, you know, and it keeps coming up. Like, man, do these people really believe this? And they're just misguided, or do they know that this is fuckery and they're just like, you know, but the ends justify the means, so we're just gonna overlook it. And it's like Man, I truly believe that most people that do like run a CrossFit gym truly believe that they're doing the best thing. And what they're doing is the best approach. And they're doing the best thing to help people. But, you know, I think that there's still... And it's the fitness industry in general, right? It's not... I, pointing fingers at CrossFit is a little unfair. They're just the biggest uh, target, easiest example of it. But the fitness industry in general doesn't promote that shit they talk about it foam rolling you know what i mean and, and do this so they talk about it but at the end of the day it's like what do we how many calories did you burn today right you know like that's you know could did, could the you of tomorrow beat the you of today did you work and do something today you know what i mean it's like beast mode yeah 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 so that's that's i, I still feel that just in general but like i don't it's good because it's definitely more than it was it's better than it was but I don't, I still think that people get too fucking carried away. They do. At the end of the day, CrossFit's a movement-based training system, and that's always going to have flaws. Mm -hmm. Like, you're always going to, and your risk of injury is always going to be higher with a movement-based training system. And so you got to balance that out. And so that's like, we like isometric-based training systems, and then using our sport and and keeping our movement-based training within a safe range because we don't want to, there's no reason to expose ourselves to an increased injury risk through excessive movement-based training when you don't have to. But if you don't know that, right? Like, I mean, I guarantee you CrossFit don't have a fucking ramping isometric stay in its routine. I would speculate you do not. I mean, it would be fucking way harder than some of those workouts that they do. <laughs> like, dude, do a fucking, like, the old school, like we did, 30-30-30, man. Like, we were talking about that. Like, you know, we've got them dialed in. I like what we're doing better. I mm-hmm. think that it, it gets to the goal. And plus, we have the timed isometrics with the bands, which fills that in. But, man, just go grab your belt and fucking, you know, or, you know, do a squat or a deadlift. And, you know, 30 seconds, 50%, 30 seconds, 80%, 30 seconds, 100%. You know, and, and do, like you know, each movement pattern that way. And yeah, tell me that that is, is fucking hard. Dude, I've been doing super hard. You're going to laugh at this, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) This meathead Rob came up with a way to do my banded deadlifts in the ISO. Yes. This is it. it, Dude, it smokes me. doesn't mean it's always good or not, but uh, so is what I do. I got to paint this picture being we're an audio only podcast. So you're in a deadlift position. Okay. That's the start of it. <clears throat> I use a band. So I put that band out on the floor in front of me. And I loop. I take a kettlebell and set it in front of me. So I'm basically going to do a deadlift with a kettlebell. Okay. Yeah. But I put the band you know, kind of up through the handle over yeah. top of the kettlebell. Yeah. 
And so that way I have, I'm using the kettlebell for my handle, but the resistance is still the band. Yeah. Can you picture what I'm saying? So I'm, yeah, st- yeah. I'm standing on the band. And you're doing I, like a banded deadlift. I'm doing a banded deadlift, yeah. but I'm using the kettlebell right. as a handle. Yeah. Dude, that's good. I liked it because instead of like hanging on to the band and it's kind of hard to get a really good grip on it, yeah. you know, like I can really, you don't have to use a heavy kettlebell. I think right. I did it with a 53 or even did it with 35, like the weight of yeah. it. At that light of weight and that movement, like that's just enough to like lock my shoulder blades in and stay in a really good position Yeah. and then pull against the band with that. Yeah. Whew. That yeah, is, man. That's good. I like it. Which just added, you forget like the band is pulling you down but you feel like gravity's pulling you down too yep and then you add a weight well that's just adding to gravity pulling you down so like you know the band gives you something visual but that's why just holding a body weight position you're you know you're like oh this is nothing nothing's happening it's like fucking it's not gravity's pulling or pushing whichever the fucking current physics uh theory about gravity is um but either way gravity is interacting with you and Pulling you towards the ground, I'm just going to go with pull. <laughs> yeah, pick one. <laughs> yeah, I'll just go with pull because that's what everybody understands. But uh, so, you know, gravity is that initial thing. And then you're just using bands or extra load to increase that pull. And so, no, that makes total sense. I've been doing my single leg deadlift holds with a sandbag. Mm-hmm. So I just put like 15, 20 pound sandbag on my hips. Same thing, you know. I can't really do a band. Say so or... single leg, like bridge. Yeah, single leg bridge. bridge. Did you yeah. say bridge? I, don't think you said I think bridge. I said deadlift. I think yeah. I said bridge. Yeah. Bridge. And then you put the sandbag yeah, there. Yeah, okay. So yeah. Just, yeah, exactly. I knew what you. As soon as you said yeah. single leg, like on your hips, I was like, okay, I'm lost here. But bridge. Bridge. Gotcha. So, cause I can't figure out how to load that with a band. Right. Right. And and so you just put a weight on it. It's like, okay, it accomplishes the same goddamn thing. Mm-hmm. So, no, yeah, getting a, a balance between the weight and the band, you know, makes perfect sense. I mean, so, that's, that's not an easy task. No, 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 man. And then, did you do your reps with that, too? Um, I There was a couple of days I did that this week where I do my, I, you know, do my... I, I like the 30-20-10. Yeah. And then at the end of the 10, then I, then I do a few reps. Yeah. I do, like, five reps just yeah. to, like, move through the pattern of it. Yep. And yeah, said, that's good. Nah, yeah, yeah, cool. No, I like that. That's uh, good. I mean, realistically, I was thinking about it. Like, we, you should be at a point where you're using a weight or a load that you couldn't lift afterwards. That you'd have to take it down a notch. And like, if you really, I found like the row is a good example. Like, man, if you really push the row. Mm-hmm. And and then you rest, and you go to do your reps with it, man. It's just it's hard, super hard. And so if you went to a lighter band, just one band down and did it, then it's like, oh yeah, okay, this is fucking good. And cause really like cause you're able to create more tension isometrically than you can movement wise. And so like theoretically, if you're you know what I mean? Like you're the load that you use for your isometric hold should be higher than what you would be able to do, you know, reps with or, or like really, really close. So it's, uh, I don't know. It's, a, it's something I've been playing with, trying to push myself a little bit more on the, the banded holds, but, uh, I don't know. It could be, could be wrong, but I guess maybe, 
I don't know, because you know, like push-ups a good example. Like for me, after I do the push-up hold, mm-hmm. like trying to do five push-ups is fucking hard. It's hard yeah, and I almost feel like I'm by my third push-up. Like I'm wondering, like, am I really getting something positive out of these next two reps? Because <laughs> like this isn't really reinforcing the the recruitment pattern that I was looking for. Like I, there should be some way to reduce that load just a little bit, so I'm getting that really good crisp movement as opposed to you know, grinding through it. So, you know, I guess those are kind of my, like, two, like, examples that kind of got me thinking about it. More. I, I like the push-up holds with a band across your back, too. Like, the band oh, across yeah, the back and, and that, yeah. underneath your palms. Yeah. It's it's hard to get, you know, just the length of my arms and stuff to get the band adjusted quite right. Like, I end up being at that, like, a higher end of that push-up, yeah. you know, just because the length of the band. I'd have to come up with a little bit different system, but just yeah. a, a quick throw it over your back, hook it on your hands and do it. Like, dude, that's that's a tough one too. I like doing that one. Yeah, that's good. Man, I remember Something different. Back in the day when they came out with the freaking the band push up band thing it had like the kind of like, like a the chest pad. strap thing or something. Well, no, it had a little pad so that when you put it on your back, you know, there was a little like like padding. So it and, didn't dig into your so back. So it didn't dig into your back. Yeah, yeah. I was working at ISSA. And do we used to get shit sent there, you know, because they were like a big certification group. So if you got them, I'm or ha- bored. yeah, or you had them like it, so that's uh, yeah, they would just send. Uh, we'd get shit sent. Now I remember getting that. I'm like, oh man, I never even thought of that. Like putting a band around yourself and doing push-ups. And of course, I didn't use it enough. It was more like, it was like, ah, oh, this is cool, but we got to do bench press. That's right, bench press. It's good. Got to lift more weight. What it's all about, man. Lift more weight. Of course, of course. So, so let's go back though. I didn't finish talking about the mobility stuff, the apps. So, because I think you'll find this entertaining. Uh, some of it. Uh, so, I, for a long time, I was using Ramwad. Yeah. Right? That, that sent us down the CrossFit path, and I was also using one called the Movement Vault. Okay. And this this is what sent me on this path. Like, I think about a year ago, they that guy was offering a deal to where if you pay for a year ahead of time, it's significantly cheaper. Instead yeah. of like the 15 a month, it was down to like six a month or something, whatever. He had a good deal. Yeah. So I bought a year of that, and he's got a different take on things. I forget what the type of stuff is. He doesn't do the static stretching. Like you get into an end range, and then you create tension. Yeah. Yeah. Was it like PNF or something? I can't remember what that. Yeah, PNF, like functional range conditioning. Something, something like that. Stuff. So that's yeah. a. So this stuff is kind of good. Like it's not my, it wasn't my favorite program. It's it's decent though, and my subscription's about to run out on that. So I've been shopping around. Like okay, what else is it? And then you guys happen to be talking about uh, BJJ for yoga. So yeah. Like, so I you know I went and looked at his stuff and I seen the price. I was like, all right. And there's a bunch of different things out there. And I was like, you know what? because uh, then I looked at Black Swan Yoga. No, they're pretty cheap. That's just yeah. straight up yoga. That's I like know. eight dollars a month. I did that. Did you? Yeah, we. It, I don't know. I didn't like it. Yeah, it's just straight up yoga. It right? is. Yeah, but it's not very well like organized, and you know, and they're not. Everybody's got different. Like you, you got to like fucking hunt around, figure out what you like. Mm-hmm. It seemed like there was a bunch of different instructors, yeah. so you'd have to yes. kind of find which, Everybody's one, got, exactly. which one you would like and yep. then follow his classes. And which and one stuff. you're going to like, yeah, yeah. And so I looked at that and I was like, all right. Well, then I was like, you know what? Let's try the DDP, the Diamond Dallas yes. Page yo- Yoga. Yeah. Like, for the fuck of it, let's try it. Yeah. You know, because I think, you know, they almost always, all of them offer like a seven day free trial. Right. You know, so I was like, oh, fuck it. So I went out on there, <laughs> downloaded the app, and I, I tried it. 
Um, I'll say my disparaging remark first. Like, it's a little corny. I bet. It's pretty corny. But that's really the only negative thing I'd have to say about it. For someone like me, like, I'm just looking for a mobility follow-along program. Yeah. This is structured more as a whole, like, fitness workout regimen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, it's pretty good. Like, if you were... Uh, somebody that had no experience in, in fitness and working out and you wanted to get started somewhere, you know what I mean? Like I would, I would like say an old guy, say like my dad or something yeah. like, Hey, where do I start? What do I do? I'd be like, you know what? This would be a good place to start. Right. Like, because the app itself, it's super involved, dude. I mean, they have it to where you can connect your heart rate monitor so you can you know track while you're working out. They got a measurement page to where you okay take that way you're tracking everything and measure your arms, your chest, your belly, and you type it all in. Like the the app itself is super involved. Ton of, like if you're diabetic, you can hook up your glucose your glucose monitor, keep track of that. Like it, it is a whole fitness thing. It's not yeah. just a mobility thing. Um, it's actually pretty cool. I, I, I mean, I could see some serious benefit for people. I mean, we're not obviously we're not sponsored by them or anything, but I was. I mean, it's definitely way more than what I wanted or I need. Like, yeah. And but I was like, oh, let's, let's follow around for one of the workouts this week. So I did. It was like a half hour routine. It's definitely pretty cheesy. I mean, it was good. I mean, it's 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 yoga. Yeah. With a pro wrestlers twist on it, basically. Right, like right, it, right, right. so, yeah. if you can just imagine that, that's exactly what it is. So I've seen him do it for because he he was on a I'm, I think it was most expensivest or what fucking show I don't know some Vice Land show he was actually doing DDP yoga with somebody so mm-hmm. like I saw him go through it and like you said it's exactly it it's it's yoga but with a pro wrestler's twist on it which yeah. is like he gives like you know funny names and yeah 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 it out. yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And ex- exactly but you know hey man that's he knows his audience so yeah. but i mean all the cheesiness aside though it's a pretty cool thing i'll bet i mean I, I i could really see it being beneficial for someone if they didn't know where to start you yeah. know if they needed like man i don't even know how to work out going to the gym like i don't have any equipment i don't want to buy anything like where do i go what do i do yeah like there's some benefit to it. There really is. So that's kind of cool. No, know, that's and, good, and, and I thought it was kind of funny. And when I was trying it, I was laughing at myself as I'm going through this WWF uh, yoga routine, uh, yes. you know, in my garage. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, what have I come to? Oh. Oh, but so I, I wanted to share that. But I ended up, did I found a, uh, a mobility um, app that I really like. It's called GoWad. Again, it's a CrossFit inspired thing. Right. Um, Dude, I like it. Like it's, uh, it's you know they don't they the way they do the routines is a little bit different, and they have an assessment. They have this whole assessment protocol that you can you go through like once a month, and they show you how to do it, and then they show you like this rating system. Like if you mm. you can do this, you're this level, and so you follow you you do the you do the assessment move, yeah, and then it shows you all the pictures. Like if you look like this, select this, you know, like so on and so forth. And from your head to your toes, so you're checking your shoulders, your thoracic, you know, down to your ankles. And uh, and then it gives you a score, and it structures your your monthly routines based on that. I mean, you can change it, but, it, like, because then you have, like, a pre-workout uh, routine you can pick. You have a post-workout routine you can pick, and then you have your daily routine. And so your daily routine is structured towards your weaknesses yeah. to help you for the month, and then you reassess. And then your different pre- and post-workouts... 
you can select what you're going to train that day, and it'll prime you for that workout. Mm. And, dude, it's pretty... And the price isn't prime. bad. You know, prime you for, and then yeah. afterwards, like, whatever you did, you can select. Decompress. Um, dude, I like it. But it, it made me, <laughs> like, there's something that I, you know, that I don't like to admit. And I, again, when you're not good at something, you tend to stay away from it. Like, my upper body mobility is garbage. <laughs> it is it is bad, dude. And when I went through this assessment, like, it really put a spotlight on how bad, like, my yeah. shoulder mobility and stuff is, like, for some reason, when I, in my mind, when I think, oh, you know, work on mobility, for me, it's always like, okay, your ankles, your hips, your lips. I, I don't, for some reason, I never really put a bunch of emphasis on my upper body. Don't ask me why. It seems like the logical thing I should have done because of all the fucking pull-ups you and push-ups. You got it covered shit. with push-ups and pull-ups. I don't know what you else you need to I do, know. obviously. I know. Like, when, I, when I'm saying this hey out man, loud, I, If I, you're doing a full range of motion, you don't need mobility work, Exactly. Bro. That's what I thought. If yeah. I'm hanging from the pull-up bar, so fuck it. all the way, you're going all, all the way up. And all the way down. Yeah. That's you're not fun. cheating yourself on range of motion. You don't need mobility, I'm man. good. You're good. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> when I got like a zero score around my shoulder mobility, I'm like, oh, maybe I need to work on this. Oh, yeah. So that's going to be my new focus. I got to work on my upper body mobility. It's good, man. My shoulder and my thoracic. Like, I'm so tied up there. Yeah. When, I, when I went through some of the moves they show, I'm like, holy fuck. Like, I know I'm tied up there, but when I try to do some of the things, I'm like, oh, Jesus, this, is, this isn't healthy. Like, it's borderline dangerous. Right. And there's a chain, you know, like if I'm... Because I'm a fair, in a whole picture, I'm a fairly mobile person, but I'm making up for my lack of right. thoracic and shoulder, you know, mobility other places down the chain. Yeah. I have enough mobility other places to make up for the lack up there. Yeah. It's just disguising the problem. It's not fixing it. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, yeah. yeah I think I need to work on this. Yeah. So. No, that's good, man. <laughs> Doing some sort of assessment is, is good. I mean, that's, it, it sounds... Uh, Obvious. You know, obvious, but uh, it's because uh, yeah, one of the the guys that signed up to the uh, to the gym was asking me about some mobility stuff, and so I ended up sending him a bunch of the like mobility routines and manuals that I had from MTV Strength Training Systems, and I told him like, man, start with the stretching manual, and in the stretching manual it has something. It, it takes you through like a basic stretch for each body part. And it's like, make note of which one feels really tight. And it's just literally like, you know, just you know, make a note on each one. And then whichever one felt tightest, well, that's your daily stretch. Like, just make sure you stretch that area. And so, but the same thing. It was like, go through, you know, figure out really like your top three tightest areas, what I said. And then you do a stretch for those things every day. So you're spending like 10, 15 minutes doing some stretching on those target areas. But... Yeah, if you don't have a way to assess what you need, and then you're, and again, it's, it's tough because, you know, we we want to have balance and stuff, and so it's like, oh, well, if I do stretch for this area, well, I got to do a stretch for this area, and then this area, and this area, and then all of a sudden, like, 10 minutes turns into, like, half an hour. Exactly. And then you don't have that time, and so you just don't so do you, anything. you just scrap it all together. Scrap it all together. Yeah, that's exactly the thought pattern I, I've gone through on more than one occasion. Yeah. Like, oh, they have... It, it is like okay I'm gonna spend 10 minutes stretching well then as you're doing it like oh fuck I really should be stretching this and then so then again like damn it I don't have time and it just ah and you just repeat you're that that frustration yeah. cycle you know it's, you just gotta get out of that yeah yeah it's that idea that you know really if you're trying to create balance in a system that's already out of balance you can't do it with balance exactly 
And that's, that's the hardest thing for us to really fucking understand is like, dude, our system is out of balance. All the time it's out of balance. That's the, the name of the game. And so what you do should be focused on trying to get it balanced back out, not just working everything equally. Like that's not actually creating balance in the body. You're just building on the imbalance. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I do. I, I catch myself. I know better, but I catch myself doing it. My ego, my fucking immature me head side comes out. You know, like trying to get my legs balanced back out after all my surgeries. You know, it's. I know conceptually, like, okay, I need to do more reps with this leg. But then I'm then I'm worried as I'm doing it. Man, all the leg isn't gonna get as strong. You know, so. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, so I should do ten reps with this leg, and then you know do six with this leg, or something. You know, something like that. Well, I'm like, fuck, that's not enough reps with my strong leg. Well, then that means I got to do 20 with this leg. You know what I mean? Like, I, God damn it, man. Like, yeah. I can't win that mental battle because I'm such an idiot sometimes. Yeah. I see the idiot things I do, but correcting them is another. And that's where, like, having someone tell you what the fuck to do sometimes it is. It's comes beneficial. in handy. So I like this, man. It's called GoWOD. I don't know if I said that already. G-O-W-O-D. Yeah. yeah. And it's the price. If you buy a year at a time. It's only like eight bucks a month. You gotta spend that, you know, the eighty bucks yeah. or ninety bucks, or whatever. Uh, and then they do a free trial too, seven day or fourteen day. And I, I'm in the middle of that, but yeah. dude, I'm digging it. Like I've only been at it for a few days. Like ah, uh, this is it's fucking good. And it's all they don't have like the cheesy music follow along. Like they show you the routine. They say okay, here's the here's the move, and they show a video demonstration of it. Yeah. And they say okay, hold each side for one minute, and then there's a timer right on there. You hit play. And it just, it keeps showing the guy do the move. And then mm. there's variations. Like, if you can't do this, here's a scaled var- variation. And there's another little option. Like, this is where you should be feeling it. You know, if you're feeling in other places, you're fucking it up. But the timer just goes. And then it says, okay, now do the other side. You hit go on your timer. So it's mm. your own pace. And then you hit, then you look to the next move. Okay, here's the move. Here's your stimulus. Here's some options. If you can't do this, hold it for two minutes. And you hit go, timer right in there. They, it's pretty sweet. Little deal, man. Nice. I was pretty pumped to find this, so especially for the price, like all the shit I'm getting out of that for eight bucks a month. Yeah, it's hard to. It must be going for volume. Those yeah. apps are not cheap to create. Like no, as you're like, explaining this, dude, I'm just, no, yeah, I, I I'm just seeing dollar signs. Just dude, I have to like, I bet you. I mean, I don't know what it costs to build an app. We've kind of talked about this before. It's yeah. way more expensive than I thought. Yeah. With that knowledge, looking at this app, like they have put some loot into this. Like yeah. this is a well organized. It works really good. Yeah, you know, it's so cool eh, when you pick the, the pre, they call it the pre-wad routine. Mm-hmm. You go in, like, how much time do you have available today? Like, 8 minutes, 12 minutes, 15, 20, 30, whatever. You, you select your time domain. And then, what moves are you doing today? And it, you just type in a search bar, okay, let's say I'm going to do bench press and lunges or something. Whatever your workout is going to be that day. I mean, yeah. they don't have jiu-jitsu, like, I'm going to spar, you know, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, so, you just, you pick the moves that you're going to do, and then it... It formulates it. Okay, here's your weaknesses from your assessment. Here's what your workout is today. Here's the time you have involved. Boom, here's your routine. Like, it just plugs it all in for you, and it, it's pretty fucking cool, man. Nice, man. I was pumped to find that. So. That's good. Yeah, it's, uh, I think it's what I told you, I've looked into trying to do an app before, because everybody's always like, oh, you should just do an app for MTV strength training systems. You know, like, it's just, you just walk down to the corner app store. I'm just being lazy, right? I just need to go down there and buy one. But, uh, it's like, it was like five to 10 grand for like the most basic app. And I was like, almost kind of like taking a template. You'd go to somebody that had a template 
and he would just kind of like put your shit and hit it in in that template. So that wasn't even like a. It wasn't really an app. Yeah, it wasn't. It was just, well, it's an app, but it's not like a from scratch, like a, a customized app for you and your in in what you do. And I had a uh, one of the guys I know developed an app for timing your uh, like gates sp- like start your your starts in BMX racing are like ninety percent like of the race like whoever usually whoever wins Agus to the first corner is gonna win the race um, and so practicing your gate starts is a big thing and so he was a, you know uh, he's a coach and he developed an app for timing your gate starts and in, in your practice. Man, I think he told me that was like 15 G's for that. And that's, you know, obviously more customized and stuff. So, man, I got to imagine you're dropping like 50 plus on something like that. And then like how many $8 fucking memberships a month do you got to sell to make make that back? And so like at that point, it's like, yeah, you know, then you've, you you got investors involved and then they want their cut of it and stuff. And so it sounds great, man. You know, like making an app and doing that. It sounds like, oh, dude, look at this cool thing. But the it's a gamble, man. It's a, it's definitely a gamble. And it, it uh, so, I don't know. Like I said, I just always think about that when I, I see these apps. I'm like, fuck, dude, somebody figures they've got... They, uh, they're making a bet. Yeah, they're making a bet. They're making a pretty strong they're bet. I'm pretty here. sure they're gonna. this mm. thing's going to pay off because... Yeah, but uh, no, it's cool. I'm glad it's. Uh, I will say with those things, just me personally, I feel like variety gets overrated, and you know that sticking with the same basic routine a few times isn't bad. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's one thing that you know, as you get more experience with mobility stuff, you know, but it's just like anything else. Like, what on earth makes you think that you're gonna get better at anything doing different shit every, every day? Every time. Like, it wouldn't work with your workout. It wouldn't work out with jujitsu. It wouldn't work out with anything else. So why on earth is mobility training any different, really? And so it's not. Right. I think they cater to people getting bored with it. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, in general, the daily workout. Right, like, but you know, we we say that, and yet there's a whole culture out there, a, a huge, strong fucking culture in the fitness industry that is all about different workouts every day. Like you're not picking a routine and then like sticking with that or having like core movements or or things that you're working on for an extended period of time, like you know, four to six weeks or whatever. And it's just this constant change. And, you know, again, it's billed as like, oh, you know, you're, you're never letting your body adapt, you know, fully settle. It's muscle confusion. It's like, look, muscle confusion is not a scientific training principle, despite what Tony Horton told you with P90X commercials, right? <laughs> Tony, dude, Tony Horton reference. Oh, Fuck yeah, dude. You know, as soon as, as soon as you said that, though, you know where my mind went was Tony Little with a gazelle. Yes! You remember that? Yes! Guy? With the fucking ponytail? <laughs> with the mullet? No, yes. was it a ponytail? Oh, yeah, it, it, it was a mullet ponytail. He had the fucking yeah, ponytail with his hat. It came out, he, had, he wore the hat and it would yeah. come out the fucking little hole in the back. Yeah, and he but had, he, he had like his uh, spaghetti string tank top yep. and his bodybuilder pants yes. on. I was thinking Tony Little when you said that. Right. Sorry, right. I didn't mean to derail your point. No, no, no. <laughs> Much welcome fucking diversion there. That's funny, man. The gazelle. But, uh, yeah, but that is the, that is one of those things that is in the fitness culture. There's a lot of 
kind of like myths that are almost accepted. Like muscle confusion is not a fucking scientific principle. Like you're not going to find any studies. You're not going to find any professional athletes that train that way. Like it's just, it's not a real thing unless you're training for a sport that like is totally random. Like that's not the, the same thing. So, but yeah, you just, so you have this, uh, what is it? The, the terms entertainment, right? So it's not, you're not training them. You're, you're entertaining them. So it's entertainment. Uh, okay. Entertaining them. And that, and that's a lot of what training becomes. It becomes entertainment. And, and that's, and part of that is like, oh, we're keeping you entertained through variety. We're giving you new stuff. So you can't get bored. And so if you don't get bored, then you're going to keep coming back and it's, but it's not actually what's best. And so it, uh, yeah, but it's, so that's, but I just wanted to throw that out there. Like, I think those things are great, but you can self regulate too. Like you can still choose to do, I would assume. Yeah. Like okay, the same routine this I'm week, I'm going to do this routine. Yep. I'm going to stick to this for a week and then I'm going to do another one for a week. And just something as simple as that, I think, especially when you're first starting out, like if you're trying to, you know, Hey, I need to get more mobile and it's like anything else, man. You need some time with moves to get better at them, more comfortable with them. And that's all mobility is anyways. It's just, it's like, it's like, fuck dude, you're not. You're, you're, you're putting yourself in positions and then you're trying to let yourself get comfortable with and improve your ability to move in these positions. And, you know, yeah, there's some transfer from things to things, but it's still just like, you know. It's an adaptation. It's an adaptation, Our man. bodies are adaptation machines. We've said yeah. it a million times on here. Yeah, you yeah. Gotta provide a stimulus and let your body adapt. Provide your stimulus, let your body adapt, rinse and repeat. Yeah, and if you're just doing random shit all the time, your body doesn't know what to adapt to. Yeah, and even if it is like targeted random shit, right? You're like, well, it's, you know, I did all this, and it tells me this is the random shit that I need to do. So it's more targeted than than other random mm-hmm. shit, but it's still like, okay, but at the end of the day, you're still like every day you're doing something different, and is your body really able to adapt optimally to that? And you'll find, you know, a lot of times the answer is. Uh, is no he just wants to lay on your phone that's so right. bad that's only the backup mic that's the only reason yeah we shouldn't need it provided he things. is like i don't know what it is like he is oblivious to objects around him and he will just knock them over like yeah. his tail and just like whatever like he's yeah he doesn't <laughs> personal mean space and things yeah. don't concern him no no, no. Him, just, him and my dog are very similar yeah they're very similar in that <clears throat> it's funny it's hard to get mad at him, but... No, you can't get mad at him too much. No, uh-uh. I no. was pissed at my dog, Frank. What'd he do? Fucking chewed up my food scale. And I use my food scale on almost a daily basis. Oh, man. He jacked it off the counter. I don't know how he got to it. I had, I, 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 I kind of have an idea of how he got to it. But that fucker just cost me money. Now I gotta buy a new food scale. Does he slide the Pokemon, Pokemon so. card under the door? Pokemon cards under the door. In case we wanted to review it. Guess so. <laughs> yeah, but my fucking dog jacked my food scale. Speaking of not being concerned about my things. Dang it, dude. I know. That's all right, though. He's my buddy. Might be a sign from the universe. To what? You don't need a get food a, scale. Get a better food scale. <laughs> no, you don't need one. <laughs> yeah, you do. Maybe you're too complete, Rob. How, how do you know how much you're eating? I even measure my dog. <laughs> I measure my dog's food on a regular basis, so I know how much he's getting. 
Do you really? Yeah. I got I got the cup I've been using now. I got I figured out how much to put in there to, because you know he's still kind of a new dog, and I've been trying to get him to gain weight because when I first got him from the pound, he was pretty scrawny. Yeah. And so I've been. I didn't really know how much to feed him, so I've been, you know, I started from baseline and then just been increasing, and now he's filling out, like, okay. And then now, once I got a system down, now I get the same cup I use, so I know how much to put in the cup, so I don't need it anymore. But up until about this point, like, I've had, like, okay, how much is he getting today? He's getting too skinny. Like, okay, get. it's been a system. That is, uh... I know, it's a little much, but... Sounds like you, though. Yeah, I mean, would would you expect me to do it any other way? No, I'd probably be surprised if you didn't. Exactly. For sure. So. Exactly. Dude, I gotta find this video. I I don't know if you've seen these training things. They uh, it's fucking hard to describe. Oh no. Oh, I know. Oh wait a minute. Here we go. Social roundup. So every once in a while they post this website posts. Instagram videos and shit from pro riders who are posting the, from their training stuff. Okay. And so, as you can imagine, there's some interesting things because people get a hold of pro athletes and they just think like, oh, these people can do anything. So, let's do anything. Let's do anything. <laughs> and so, I, this is at the Red Bull Training Center, bro, in Santa Monica. So, apparently, this thing's fucking legit. What in the world are we seeing? I mean, this is obviously an audio-only podcast. Yeah. You guys would have to go see this thing. I don't even know how to fucking describe what it we're is, looking at. I, if I had to put a, a what in What is he doing? What is he doing He's there? grabbing the band, and this is perturbation training. This is the whole, like... What word did you just use? Perturbation. Pet, perturbation? Perturbation. What in the world does that mean? Is that like, when mean? you're, like, trying to disturb things and knock them off balance. That looked like a full body shaker weight. Yeah. I'm trying to... What is this? Is it literally the... What in the fuck? That's taking sports specific to a whole new level. Stupid. That what? was That was yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, Hold on here. Let me... I mean, I guess... Yeah, if you, if you go to Red Bull's website... It's on there? It's on there. Uh, yeah, you'd have to go back a little bit, but it's from the Red Bull website. And it is, you'll know it when you see it, man. It's this chick standing on this, like, box Elevated platform Elevated thing. platform thing. And then she just starts fucking, just, like, moving her legs up and down. This elevated platform thing is suspended. So it's, like, moving. And then she's got this band in front of her. To mimic her handlebars. And she's, like, fucking moving that. And she's got this trainer. What is? What was that asshole. guy doing? Yeah fucking standing there and he's grabbing the band and trying to rip it out of her hands too while she's doing it and it's just like this is the most ridiculous fucking thing ever but this is the Red Bull Training Center man like so like that's what people are seeing right that's- and so they're like oh this pro rider is doing this shit this must be important and uh and that wasn't even the best one, dude. <laughs> that thing is ridiculous. Dude. That's the yeah. That one's stupid for that sure. Is fucking stupid. All most of the shit is just dumb. They're like on Swiss balls and balance boards. And of course, you know we've talked about this before. Like the things that people tra- like post on their training shit is usually like the, the tip of the iceberg, the fancy shit. Right. You know, like again, like so you see the UFC countdown. Oh uh, yeah, shows and you're watching them and you're like, 
dude, they're look at what they're doing. This is insane. And then you get the idea that this is how they train all the time. And this is like the foundation of their training. And you don't realize like, no, man, this is kind of a media thing. They take what looks good and they're, and they're doing that. So you don't see all the deadlifts, all the lunges, all the, you know, basic shit that they're doing that got to that point. You think that's it. And so again, like that's one of my problems with posts like this in general Mm -hmm. is like, why are we not talking about good foundational training? Why are you guys posting all this crazy shit? And then your average rider is going to go out there going like, Oh, I should be doing fucking balance board stuff. And where do I find a place to do this shit? (laughs) But Everyone's favorite fucking box jumps, right? Oh god. Watch this nonsense. Oh. This is a professional fucking mountain biker. Okay? This chick makes oh. her living by uh we're watching her basically go for a box a jump. Tailbone. Wait, h- higher than you need. Yep. It's it's a it's a a fucking high jump. Uh-huh. She's she goes for it. She doesn't quite make it all the way up. And so she falls fucking backwards and lands on her tailbone. Uh-huh. And it's like, dude, she easily could have gotten hurt doing that. I guarantee you she fucking hurt the next oh, she's, day. She's feeling that, dude. Yeah. She landed on her, her tailbone pretty yeah, so hard, one, dude. It's, I'm like, my mind's blown. I'm like, okay, so why are you posting this? Like, this yeah. actually is like, you know, and, and it's not posted with the message of, you know, oh, I pushed it too hard. You know, you know, this is kind of a warning to other people. Like, you know, maybe don't do this. It was like, no, it was like, ha, ha, ha. This is just kind of part of training. Like when you push, push it in training, this is just kind of what happens, man. And so, you know, it was like, uh, yeah, it wasn't posted with a, with a fucking, like it was like a ha, ha, ha thing with it. And it's like, dude, this chick makes her living riding bikes. And so if she gets hurt in the gym because she's doing fucking box jumps that are too high and she falls and hurts herself, like that's not good for mountain biking. That's no. not good for being a professional cyclist. No, dude. And she was nowhere near making that height. No. You know, and you see in the boxes they had stacked up. It's not like she added like an inch to it. Like, oh, that was close. Let's add an inch. Like there was a big jump there. Yeah. You know, if you look at the stacks. And she was nowhere. She probably made that other stack, and then they put the other one on there. Let's add six inches to it. Yeah. You were nowhere near that. Yeah. How did you see that going? Dude, I don't know, know, man. There's another chick they posted. She's jumping upstairs, and she's, like, posting. She's like, oh, I finally got the four today. So she's trying to jump up, like, up four, and then land, and then automatically do another plyometric jump up another four stairs. And it's like, dude, what is the risk-to-benefit ratio with this shit? Like, you fucking clip miss and and it like why you're like you're not gonna you getting those four stairs like you getting that box jump isn't gonna make a fucking lick of difference on the trail not a fucking lick that's you know that's what people don't realize you know like box jumps or Or on the mats right you know i'm talking about this this shit the same thing for fucking jujitsu man it's the re again that risk to reward ratio is like if box jumps are meant to train an explosive move right so you're not meant to do it for reps so fucking that I've done that before and I've, I've made that mistake you know I've learned over my years of mistakes like if you want to you know train an explosive jumping movement with very little risk how about a broad jump you can't miss the broad jump yeah. you know what I mean like you, you're gonna or just jump up as high as, as you, you can, can and do like a, you know a knee tuck you don't have to land on you anything can, just, or you can just you can have a box that is within your range and just jump as high as you can and then yep if you want to jump higher, you don't have to put a fucking higher box in front of you. Just jump higher. Just jump higher. Yep. And 
yeah, I know the Target gives you something, and guess what? It looks great, especially when you can look around and you're like, oh, well, you know, these top guys are jumping this high, and so I'm going to jump this high. And again, you see this shit all the fucking time, and it blows my mind. You see, like, NFL players posting shit, and they've got, like, fucking weight plates stacked up. Like, it's oh, yeah. so fucking high that they don't have enough, like, real equipment, and so they're using weight plates and other janky shit to fucking get up that high and they're like barely making it and it's like I'm watching it like oh my god this is insanity like where's the fucking adult in this situation (laughs) like who is the adult here and you see the fucking quote unquote adult in the corner with the fucking you know clipboard or whatever like yeah dude you just got on the board man yeah fucking A it's like oh my god you guys are idiots you're fucking all idiots i kind of blame you know the state of social media for some of this you know because it is it's what looks cool on there yep and so it encourages people to do ridiculous shit yeah ridiculous dangerous shit because it makes for good videos and you can post it on your instagram and again if you fucking look into the history of this shit which most of those morons who who are like you know coaching people again the athletes I could kind of give them a little bit of a pass. I mean, I do think you need to be an educated person. Like, just, just co- you know, saying, like, I'm not going to know anything about training and I'm just going to trust my trainer completely, I don't think is an intelligent way to handle your athletic career, right? But the, the fucking coaches should know better, man. Really, they're the culprits. These fucking coaches and these trainers, quote unquote, like people who have some position of authority who are perpetuating this fucking bullshit and they don't even know the history of what the, the stuff they're using. And so it's like, okay, well, what are box jumps? Where did that come from? You find out, okay, well, it was, it's a plyometric exercise. Like there was a progression for plyometrics, right? Like the plyometric is step off a box, hit the ground, and then jump. Like that's a plyometric exercise. So you would work up to that by doing box jumps where you would jump up on a box. And you would do box drops where you would step off the box. And then you would... You know, you you would connect the two together. There was a progression. Again, when you look at like how the fucking Soviets who pioneered this shit did it, that's what they did. And they also weren't letting athletes do plyometrics until they could, they had a certain strength base. You had to be able to squat a certain percentage of your body weight before they would start letting you do plyometric training because otherwise you just didn't have the foundational strength to fucking do it. So you shouldn't be doing box jumps if you don't have a certain amount of foundational strength. And so, but then you look at it and it's like, they never did max box jump height. You know, your, your, your optimal, the power development is always going to be in like the 60 to 80% range. Sounds familiar. That's where good jujitsu lives. So you trying to push a box jump to a hundred percent is actually, you know, taking away from what you're looking for. And it's not how you use the goddamn tool. It's like, you know, you got this fucking tool and you don't know how to use it properly. And if you don't know how to use it properly, you can fucking hurt someone, man. And, and that's, what you, that's what's happening is plyometrics have been given to coaches and, and training systems. And people don't know how to use that fucking tool. And so you end up with just ridiculous bullshit out there because it looks great, man. Watching a high-level athlete who can bounce, do bouncy things, it's fucking impressive. It's really impressive. Fucking super. Have you seen those dudes who can like jump out of the pool? Yep. God damn. That is insane. And, and it's fucking cool to watch, right? But 
Yeah, when you when they're in a training environment and they're supposed to be a coach or someone who's leading them and they're doing stuff like that, it's like, dude, this is ridiculous. This is bad for everyone involved here. So, anyways, anyway, I thought you'd like that perturbation machine. Perturbation, I mean, is that even really a word? It is a word. It is. It's fucking look it up, man. I gotta look that one up. I gotta go to Webster's look that one up. Yeah, I wouldn't know it except that's what it's called in in uh, training. It's the the technical term for when you're like, you know, so if you're walking around and someone's in the position and you're like knocking them around, trying to knock them off base, or it's called perturbation. Perturbation training, yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so increases your stability is the the thought process. Interesting. Somebody did some study that showed some sort of increase with it and so that means that we got to fucking do it some weird machine has to be invented and dude the machine was bad enough but the fucking dude grabbing the band and jerking on it was just that was what took it over the top for me i'm like get the fuck out of here man the whole video is just disturbing yeah what am i seeing here what am i seeing here what are we doing it's a real thing though man so anyways speaking of which you said you had a, a fucking bro science thing. Oh, oh, yeah. I was trying to steal your bro science segment. I, for some reason, I, I don't know. It got on some weird internet rabbit hole. And I did find a study that showed that if you decrease tongue fat, it will decrease instances of sleep apnea. They did a whole study. So I'm not really sure... How, how, you, win. how you do it? How you do it. I didn't dig into it. Didn't care enough. Again, I saw the title. I read like a paragraph and I was like, what? Do you have stubborn tongue fat? Yeah, dude, exactly. <laughs> Take this pill. <laughs> how are you burning tongue fat? At what point of your body fat percentage do you have to get to? Then it added to your tongue. Like, yeah, There's a lot of questions that need to be answered here. But Imagine. this was a study done. Like a legitimate study done at some sort of university. I can't. Like when you said it. Again, it's like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. But then just all sorts of realities pop in your head. And you realize, exactly. like, dude, tongue fat? Tongue fat? A fat tongue? Like, I didn't even know that this was a thing. And then you realize, like, oh, it's a thing. It's a thing. There's people out there that take things so far that their tongue gets fat. Yeah. See, I don't know what point that is. I don't know which, uh, which of us are more inclined to gain fat in the tongue area as opposed to others i don't know but dude i'll guarantee you you gotta be like obese i, I don't think tongue fat is a common <laughs> problem among like normal fit people i wouldn't think so and yeah like that sounds like something where you push things so far that your body's just literally run out of places to, to store, store fat. calories and it's <laughs> like well got this fucking tongue thing going on <laughs> And so, you know, and again, this, this is what science does. And, and it's, it's, it's just interesting because I'll bet what it is, is, you know, like there's evidence that losing weight in general, like if you're overweight, you're going to have a higher like probability of having sleep apnea. Right. And so just losing weight will help decrease that. I, I can just see this being like, okay, well, we need to figure out the exact mechanism by which losing weight is helping decrease sleep apnea because right. it's not just losing weight. You have to be able to hone in on the specific mechanism that's happening here. So our theory is that it's the tongue, that you're decreasing the fat in the tongue 
and that that is what is leading to this improvement. And, and I can see the dots getting connected because, okay, what's causing sleep apnea? A lot of times you fall asleep, your tongue relaxes, kind of falls back into your throat, closes off your airway, <clears throat> boom, can't breathe, sleep apnea. Yeah. So, so, okay, you're losing weight, but how does that affect that? Okay, what's causing the person to choke at night? Their tongue. Oh, maybe their tongue's getting skinnier. Like you can see the dots oh, being yeah. connected. But now you're gonna have a class where some professor is, you know, hey man, you know, I've figured out why, you know, losing weight. So I'm gonna, you know, lecture people on on why losing weight is gonna help you with sleep apnea, which makes me the world expert on tongue fat. And so, but again, you can see how this could go. It's like, look, man, okay, yeah, but we don't need to focus on the tongue. Like, you know, this could be taken in a weird direction oh, where yeah. all of a sudden it's like okay well now we need to figure out specifically how to decrease tongue fat so now in you know a couple of years you've got a drug coming out like you know do you have excessive tongue fat oh yeah try orbithol gx or whatever <laughs> it's a fucking pokemon card i'm sure <laughs> you know but it, it, it it'll you know uh, target and then you stubborn look into tongue it fat. yeah and you look into it and it's like oh fucking stubborn tongue fat or something <laughs> is what it's going to target and so now you're going to like you know, instead of like having people focus on the holistic approach of like, no, look, dude, like you need to focus on the organism. You need to lose weight. And yes, if you can do some things that can kind of like, now that we know that, if there's something we can do to kind of decrease that, because yeah, sleep apnea sucks and it definitely affects your ability to sleep. And, and if you can't sleep, you're going to have trouble losing weight. So it becomes this whole fucking vicious cycle. Like, yeah, you definitely have to address that. But tongue fat reducers. <laughs> it might be coming. You never tongue know. Tongue fat liposuction. Yep. So that's good, man. Yeah. I, like so I wasn't trying to steal your thunder. I just I came across it and I felt I had to share no. this thing. Well, I actually had a couple. I had a, a interesting bro science one. And it's a question. It's what, I was oh, reading no. this one up or reading up on this when you came in. And uh, so I'm going to, you're, uh, if, if you're going to guess, right, somebody's doing a study. And one group is doing squats, so a bilateral exercise, squats with both legs at one time. And another group is doing step-ups, uh, unilateral exercise, you know, one leg at a time. Okay. And you were going to predict which one of those two groups improved their ability in a change of direction test, an agility test, change of direction. Which would you say would win? The step-ups. Yeah, that's what you would think, but yeah, a study found that was not the case. Really? Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. Can, I can see that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, this is new science, guys. It just came out in January 2020, so this is cutting-edge shit. Um, but yeah, they looked at that and found that the bilateral exercise actually improved the... Uh, actually, I think we should be a little more specific and say the squat versus the step up because the step up is an interesting choice for a single leg exercise it's a very interesting choice yeah they, yeah they chose a step up as opposed to you know bulgarian lunge, split squat or lunge squat. you know they, they yeah. could have done a couple other things yeah that i think may have changed the the outcome of that study yeah the step up it's almost a little disingenuous it's it's almost like they chose that because they like, oh, I think the bilateral build more strength. It's going to show bilateral exercises are better. Because I, I think if they would have chosen... No, they both built strength. So they right. tested strength. But the change of direction. You know, sprint speed and then change of direction. Yes. And they found the difference was in the change of direction. That They both groups had similar increases in strength and similar increases in sprint speed. But it was the change of direction 
that was the difference and it was the bilateral group that showed improvements over the step up group the, the squat versus step up yeah i bet you the results would change if they were to, if they were to do a lingerie uh you know bulgarian split squat yeah i would have liked to have seen the bulgarian split, split squat, squat. Yeah. that would have been but i guess there's some argument for that you know that it's not a true bilateral exercise it's a or unilateral it's a it's a it's a unilateral assisted what the Bulgarian squat? Yeah, because your rear foot's in contact with something, so it's not a true unilateral squat. Like a pistol squat is a true unilateral. I, I could argue exercise. that with the box step up though too. Well, you're not supposed to. You know what I mean? Like preferably, you're not Done supposed to properly. have. Yeah, you're not supposed to have your trail like dragging the box or or pushing off of the ball of the foot as you. Yeah, well, even then, it's like there, there's a moment where you only have one foot in contact with something. The other mm-hmm. foot is free. And so you're only driving and stabilizing and creating movement with one leg okay. versus, you know, doing like a stagger stance or, you know, Bulgarian split squat or something like that, where you've got that assisted, you know, for your, your balance and you can use it to push okay. a little bit. And so there is technically a difference between okay, I can see that. those things. And so I think that might be why they chose to step up because it is a more of a true unilateral exercise versus your your lunges and your yeah because it and then it's a good choice for an exercise as opposed to a pistol squat because most people can't do it's a high push. element of skill there's a lot of skill and, and mobility, mobility that yeah. comes into it doing an appropriate pistol squat yeah step up's pretty easy step up almost anybody can do a step up yeah so but anyways it was it was interesting i found it interesting because you know if you had to study like i said if you were going to tell me to place a bet on which one of these two is going to improve change of direction, I would have bet on the step up for Mm -hmm. sure. Because the conventional wisdom is that, well, unilateral exercises, single leg stuff, is more specific to, you know, sporting demands because shit takes place on one leg. And you think about planting and changing directions. It's one leg. It's one leg. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So being able to stabilize and create force with one leg as opposed to both would seem to, you know, be more specific to the movement but that was kind of the, the thing that I, I was like oh, okay like maybe I don't know maybe there is more to this than we're uh I think that you know again I think that that's where trying to mimic a sport versus just train basic movement patterns you know because if you're, you're oh I train a you know an athlete that changes you know soccer athlete or a fucking football player wide receiver cornerback type you know somebody who changes direction a lot so I got to create a program that enhances their ability to change directions. Like how many fucking programs are sold on like, we're going to change your ability to do X in your program. Right. And a lot of shit for, especially for field athletes is change direction, acceleration, speed, things like that. And it's like, so when that's the goal and then you're like, okay, well, I'm going to use step ups because step ups are more specific to the change of direction. And this is the goal of the program versus like, look, man, you're just trying to train some patterns here, right? Just squat, hinge, lunge, I don't know where step up fucking fits in the basic movement patterns, really. Like, it's 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 like somewhere between a squat and a lunge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna say it's a worthless exercise. I need to throw it out like fucking pull ups are. No, but come I'm, on, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't do it, man, because my elbows. No, I'm kidding. I'm like, anything I can't do, man, I gotta I'm, fucking I'm find a reason they them. suck. So now everyone's putting it together, like, oh, James can't do step ups. That's so. right. <laughs> James doesn't like step ups. Now he's poo pooing like step ups, ups man. So, uh, but yeah, no, but it's, it's maybe just doing bilateral shit. We were talking about it earlier. Like you think you're missing out 
right? So, you, you know, with stretching, it's like, oh, I got to stretch this area, but that means I got to stretch this one. I got to stretch this one. It's, the, it's that fear of missing out. Like, that's yep. what bugs us. And so it's the same thing with training because you're told, like, man, if you're not doing single leg stuff, you're not really training sport specific because, like, life and sport takes place on single leg, unilateral. So training bilateral is good, but it's not enough. You have to train single leg stuff, unilateral stuff, too. And, well, the problem is, is training shit one leg at a time literally takes twice as long. Mm -hmm. Do the math. And so, you know, all of a sudden your nice, short 15, 20 minute workout is half an hour, 45 minutes long. Because you got to do single side this and single side that and all these other directions. And like, you may be doing just a basic squat and deadlift and, you know, throwing in a lunge is good enough. And and we don't need to be fucking going crazy with all this uh you know, single leg shit, trying to mimic what we're doing in sport and stuff. So, anyways, that's a good study. Yeah, better than my tongue fat one. I don't know, maybe. So, I have another question for you, Rob. Sweet. This is a thought experiment. Oh. All right. <clears throat> so, from what area of the body down is considered manscaping? Because here's my here's my thought. Right. So I was watching this. <laughs> I'm watching fucking TV last night, which was first where I started to go wrong. And uh, there was a commercial for a uh, you know manscaping company. And so they, they started out by saying that like a certain percentage, and I forget the percentage, but like all of a sudden it perked me up when they were like blah, blah, percentage of men say that they have suffered a manscaping accident. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And they're like, you know, because... Uh, you know, and, and a lot of that is because of, you know, access to the wrong tool or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, their visual was like a scissor snipping off a fucking hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> so, um, and it just got me thinking like, holy shit. So I wouldn't say that if you're shaving your head and you nicked your head, I wouldn't call that a manscaping accident. Nope. Obviously if you're shaving your balls and that's... you nick something, that's a manscaping accident. Obviously. Is where's the line? Where's the I, boundary line? I say it's from the forehead down. Forehead right? down. Because we're so even like shaving. If you cut that, yourself shaving, that could be a manscaping. I accident. think so. You're trimming ear hair, nose yeah. hair. I mean, as we get older, okay. it's, it gets unruly. You get yeah. fucking hair everywhere. Forehead down. Forehead huh? down, man. Yeah. I even get. This, I can't disagree with that. I even get this weird hair on my head, dude. Like it's just, this weird blonde hair, dude. If I don't fucking yank it out every like couple weeks, the thing will get long as shit. Right in the middle of my forehead for some fucking random reason. Like, God damn, enjoys it getting older. And I'll forget about it. And then I'll just happen to look at myself in the mirror like, oh my God, how long has that been? <laughs> no one has told me about this. And I got this like inch long white hair fucking growing out of my forehead. <laughs> like, God damn it, man. Yeah. Okay. Joys are getting older, man. Well, right on. I kind of figured that. But it was I don't, it was an interesting thought experiment for me last night. And I was like, huh. Where is manscaping start? Yeah, I think it starts there because I don't think women have to trim ear hair very often. Not like no. we do. Yeah. I mean, we don't no. have to. You can just have... I mean, I would definitely... I mean, hard, hard, hard line in the sand at the nipples down. Like, that's a definite... Like, anything from the nipples down is manscaping. Like, you're fucking shaving your chest and your nipples and anything from there down is definitely manscaping. For sure. You could... Maybe make a gray argument for just, dude, a stray hair here, stray hair there. We're just trying to keep our fucking 
our face Somewhat looking decent and it's it's normal it's been this way from the dawn of time right so it's uh, maybe that's just falls in this gray area of like manscaping but at an acceptable level um, I'm not saying it's not you know manscaping below is not acceptable but you definitely have to take on the moniker of like I am manscaping at this point <laughs> right you could argue it a little bit if I shave and I pluck an eyebrow or I do a little nose hair ear I could still argue like man I'm not manscaping bro that's not that's it's a different thing it's a different thing it's a different thing so but I would definitely draw that line at the nipples down and anything that happens from there down is manscaping accident yeah, I can see that argument also. I just have a tough time thinking, like, saying, like, you know, fucking John Wayne when he was shaving nicked himself one day and, like, you know, the Duke had a manscaping accident. Like, I just can't, you know. That, I don't know. Yeah, that word wasn't invented in the Duke's days when he was shaving with a straight razor. Yeah, man, exactly. Fucking, fucking clean, sharpening it on Sharp. the bottom of your shoe. On his leather strap. Right, <laughs> before he fucking shaves. He's not calling this manscaping. Dude, you want to talk about a, a edgy, edgy-ass cartoon. Go watch the original Peter Pan. Really? Man, it's been so many years since I've seen oh that. Oh my god. That fucking show would never fly today. It is so racist. Is it really? Oh my god. <laughs> it is so bad, man. It is so fucking bad. It is like... Yeah, because they got the Indian tribe, and they're just like every fucking like red man cliche that you can imagine is just like on full display in that thing. And uh, yeah, Captain Cook and dude Tinkerbell, you forget Tinkerbell tried to kill Wendy. And yeah, dude, it's like you're watching. I'm like, God, dude, I do not remember being like this as a kid, and you're watching it as a, like an adult, like through a different lens, yeah. lens, and you're like, dude, this would be like an edgy ass cartoon. Like, if it came out today... Well, look at the original Popeye. I was a huge Popeye fan as a kid, man. As oh, a little yeah. Kid, like, Z's age, you know, I, like, I loved it. And, yeah, there's no way you could get away with, you know, like, the original Popeye. Oh, the original. Oh, yeah, you definitely had, like, racial fucking stereotypes. That, and just, uh, like, what was the bad guy's name? Bluto. Uh, Bluto. I was going to say Brutus. It's Bluto, right? Dude, yeah. He was, he was like, always trying to manhandle all of them, well, man. He was straight up, like, trying to Beat kidnap, her up, yeah. kidnap and rape her. Kidnap and rape her, yes. And Popeye's trying to protect her. Like, you couldn't do that nowadays, no. man. No, no, no. But, yeah, it's funny. It, it definitely meant something different back then. You know, trying to judge those cartoons through today's lens is wrong, man. That's the, the wrong thing to do. It's not like those, you know, it didn't mean the same thing back then. And like, yeah, we've gotten better. It's like, okay, yeah, we definitely don't need to be doing fucking commercial or, you know, cartoons where their song is like, you know, when did the red man start saying how? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is red man an offensive term? When did the red man is that start an saying term? Ug? Is that an offensive term? Yeah, I would say it would be... I think so. I mean, Red Man, Red the Redskins. Skins. Yeah, that's why that football team is... It's such a weird thing because, dude, there's no other... Like, what other minority, you know, could you... Like, what What could you call? Like, I don't even want to, like, get into all the fucking, you know, minority names and shit that you have. <laughs> but if, you know what I mean? But if you had, like, the Washington Negroes or the fucking... <laughs> the Beaners or the... The Beaners. The fucking... The Chinks or something oh like that. Goodness. You know what I mean? Like, there's, there's, like... These are all terms. Like, the Red Man and Redskin was not, like, an endearing term. You know? It wasn't something... Dude, Aka's going, going nuts. Yeah, what is going on? What is going on? Well, oh. thanks. <laughs> Holy moly. 
she mistimed it. That's all right. Aka was so, going crazy. Yeah, couldn't figure out what the fuck's going on. That's how I'm getting excited. I'm getting excited so. for his walk. So yeah, but I mean, like I said, these were not like terms of endearment. True. You know, like they were not being used to describe people in an affectionate way. And so... No, he's just my redskin friend. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was not... <laughs> it, was, it was a derogatory thing. It was like, and so, yeah, it is it, it is a, a really interesting, surprising thing. Like, it, it's just... It's fucking weird to me. We, we've had this talk before. And again, like people... Like I... I'm not like hardcore. I mean, enough. I'm, I'm registered with the Oklahoma Choctaw tribe. You know, my grandfather was, you know, half Indian. And so, like, I have a little like connection with that stuff but it's always blown me away like how like when discussions of people of color in this country come up like native americans just aren't even like they don't exist like they're not part of the discussion yeah if you say like hey we need to talk about uh i don't know for for we need to talk about like colored people's rights in this in the city or yes. something whatever let's say the conversation started like that the odds of you putting Native Americans in there in that discussion are probably pretty slim. Slim, slim. For some reason, for some reason, it doesn't. They don't get lumped into the colored people. Well, like I said, that's why the Redskins thing. It blows my mind that if that if there was any other like derogatory like an, any other group, you know what I mean? It, it's really a, a, a statement on like you know the the state of things with that whole thing. And to me, I think it's fucking hypocritical, and it shows a lot of how self-driven a lot of those arguments are it's not really about people of color it's about me mm-hmm. and my people and like we can band together and call this a people of color thing because there's it makes a stronger makes a stronger and it's this bigger thing but you guys aren't really looking around and really fucking evaluate it's it's about you and you're trying to band with other groups but you're not really as a group trying to represent people of color it's, it's, it's a bunch of individual groups coming together saying they're representing people of color, but they're not. They're not. They're not. They're representing their own interests as a group. It's like if you're trying to represent people of color's interests, then, you know, it wouldn't, you guys would fucking, yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, it would be different. So, um, anyways, so I've always find some of this shit a little hypocritical. Like, everybody's got their problems, man. Like, yeah, it's, but you're, to say that you're representing this bigger cause and then leaving this group just that has been fucked over and continues to get fucked over just completely out of the conversation is I think hypocritical. And so well, I'm glad you're part of Indian. It makes me feel better about myself that I have a friend that is a right. red skin. <laughs> exactly. We don't have a uh, very culturally diverse uh, population here in Grand Junction. You know, just a lot of white boys running around. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I have an Indian friend yeah. in, in James. I got quite a few Mexican buddies, you know. But I'm not very culturally diverse as a as a friend set, just because of our environment. Right. Well, I, I don't married, have any. I don't have any midget friends. I'm married to half Japanese girl, so you know, I'm just take you my check that box. My diversity comes with me. Yeah. See, I'm friends with you guys too. So I got a Japanese friend. I got an Asian friend here too. Yeah. And Kelly, so so yeah, we do what we can. I'm trying to check all the boxes. I got to include everybody the yeah. best I can. It's good, you know. You know, it's including everybody, different religions. You know, I was thinking about the other day. You know, we got a lot of Mormons running around this town. 
The the visual advantage just kind of comes to mind. We've got a lot of Mormons running around. It's pretty common religion out out this way. Like the prairie dogs. Yeah, Mennonites. I don't think we got very many Jewish people running around. There's 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 not a big Jewish population here, is there? Like, I I can't recall. I don't know why I started thinking about this, but I can't recall the last time I saw somebody running around. What do they call it? Uh, what's a yarmulke, right? Yeah, the yarmulke thing. I, like out and about, like I, dude, I cannot recall seeing somebody out wearing that. Yeah, not around here. Last time I saw, I remember when I was in Seattle. Yeah, like, you go, you go to yeah, big go city. Yeah, go to big city. I see that, but no, not so much around here. We're not really huh. diverse. Yeah, I mean, we don't. There, dude, there's so much. When you think about the amount of territory that we cover. You know what I mean? Like, our daily lives. Like, we really don't. There's so much We don't fucking, go very no, far. No, man. Our world's like pretty Mesa. small. There's yeah. so much fucking... Yeah, so many people. Sometimes when I'm driving around, I'm in an area where I'm like, dude, I, I never come over here. I don't know where this is. And you're looking around and there's like stores and shops. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's like... Like, people whole, live over here. There's whole fucking worlds, whole lives going on. Just completely just... Yeah, you just don't even have any idea. Like, there's... You know, in that area, everybody knows. Like, oh yeah, that's where you go get your fucking haircut, and this is about you know where you go get your beer, and this is, you know, like you you, you know the shit, and it's just like, huh. this is where I go, this is what I do. Speaking of weird culty things, did you see the stories coming out about uh, Amish people being a little more rapey than we were led to believe? There's been a lot of, there's starting to be, there was a big article that just came out in like <laughs> Cosmopolitan or something that like some of these honest chicks are starting to come out. I don't know how, I don't know how it got brought into the light, but uh, yeah, that yeah. They're, 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 they're like taking notes from some of these Catholic churches on how they should treat each other or something. I don't know, but there's been a little more Amish rape going on within mm. their ranks than one would care to believe care to think huh? yeah, yeah. I didn't dig into it again I just read a couple paragraphs of this article and I was like oh yeah it's enough to make me an expert and talk about this on our podcast so yeah well again I'd, I'd be interested to see like what so is it like so you bring up the Catholic Church and like so with that <laughs> everyone automatically goes to like pedophile stuff so right. was that part of what they were talking yeah, about yeah what I read was that yeah like these young girls being raped you know, like 9, 10, 11, 12 years old yeah. by their older brothers and dads and uncles and shit. Yeah. Uh, uh, yep, so there was definitely some child fuckery going on. Hmm. Dark. Yeah. Dark shit. Yeah, man, you get those closed communities and it gets tough. Because, yeah. you know, in... Why do those cults always devolve into that? I Man, I think that what it is is when you develop a culture, it's, you know, cults are... Like, I don't, I don't know how to put it like you develop a culture where it's us versus them right like it's us and then there's the rest of the world and so man you see this is how like you see this in in like I don't know man like I don't know how to put it you see this all over it's not even just cults right like it happened in fucking Hollywood with that right Weinstein, Harvey, Harvey Weinstein yeah whatever it is right like you just you develop a culture where it's like this is us and this is how we do things and then there's everyone else and, and we're different than everyone else. And, and like that's the danger, like when you develop that culture, because then like that's where if something starts to become normal that shouldn't be normal, it's, it seems normal because there, like, you can't go talk about it. Like, it, oh, this is what we do. So, you know, hey, if you got to hang out on the casting couch to get a job or like, you know, hey, you know, 
young kids are on the table some for some reason or whatever like and you it's or yeah or the guy in the mankini wanted me to give him a massage <laughs> <laughs> this is just what happens right like yeah it's like but that is like that and that's what that you know that that is what happens so many times when you hear people talking about it like they they didn't come forward the first time because everybody was saying like man this is just how it is like this is normal for us in our group and so you start to question like oh wait a minute am i looking at these at this wrong like am i not seeing this the right way because like obviously everyone else around here would be fucking alarmed if they thought something was going wrong and no one else seems to be alarmed so maybe nothing's going wrong must be okay must be okay and uh yeah man and so that's that's really the 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 danger of it but that's yeah that's that's the hard thing that's what cults look to do (laughs) normalize their weird shit yeah i think that's where things start to become more culty like the harder core you get to that in where you're like you know you're, you're starting to like really act and do things differently even you know from the outside like this is our group and we behave this way and we dress this way and we you know okay that's and like there's a lot of fucking mind control that goes on on some level that way and you have to develop that culture of of that and again like it's not necessarily bad i mean you know the fucking army does that like the navy seals do that right like that's how they they develop that culture if you're a navy seal you're not one of them like when you're out among the rest of the people you're held to a higher standard like you behave differently you think differently you may dress differently and and you're okay with that because this is who i am so it's not necessarily you know bad there's a fine line because you hear about it even like the military like hazing or you know fucking fuckery with you know subordinates and and sexual stuff there too so it's uh again it's easy to point at cults because they're fucking fun to make fun of because they're so over the top with it you know but uh yeah you see it a lot and that's just where people need to be just wary man you just need to know like I think that's where like a healthy degree of skepticism is good. Mm-hmm. Like you can't just go into things thinking that like just completely trusting. This is normal. This yeah, is this is normal. Do. Yeah, that's how you end up on a fucking perturbation machine. That's <laughs> <laughs> how you end up on that. Like we're doing this. Why? Wait, wait a second. Let's pump the brakes here for a second. Oh, I trust you. Okay, you must know what you're doing. You work okay. at the fucking Red Bull Center and you're you got a clipboard, so yeah. you, you must know what you're doing. So okay, what? We'll go with it. Petter bait away. Petter bait. <laughs> yeah. So. Anyways. It's a it's a danger everywhere, but uh, got jujitsu cults. So. We are definitely part of a cult. Yes. Well, jujitsu is a cult, and then within jujitsu, you get your jujitsu cults as well. So. You do. And you know, you see it. They breed. There's a reason. That you. Uh, uh, again, there's a fine line. You want to have that family team feeling, but. It can be taken too far, and like people can start to take advantage of stuff, and so you gotta beware, beware. So, beware. what are you working on today, man? Uh, as far as drilling, yeah. Oh man, I don't know. I still had a couple ideas. I think I was gonna do a little bit of crucifix stuff. You know, you mm. saw me talking to Trey. Yeah. yeah. Cause I remember I was going down that rabbit hole for a while, cause I really like arm drags, and I'm slowly starting like. I, let me back up, because I've been working on the Rabo Plata, right? And I'm seeing that I'm connecting some pieces of the puzzle, 
you know, because I really like the Camaros, you know, like the 50-50 of the arms with like Wagner. And obviously that, so that goes really well into the Robo Plata. Mm-hmm. So then like backstep, okay, I really like the arm drag. And well, the arm drag really is good set up for the Crucifix in a lot of positions. Well, and the Crucifix is really good set up for the Camaro. And so I'm slowly seeing like a whole Robo Plata system developing here. Mm-hmm. I got to start building the pieces of the puzzle. Nice, man. <laughs> back, back engineering. The Robo Plata. Crucifix, yeah. So, yeah. anyways. So I was brainstorming. I was talking to Trey a little bit last night. And then I rolled a long round with him. And I was trying to do a lot of his Crucifix stuff on him. Yeah. Obviously, he was weary of it. Yes, he was aware of it. <laughs> he was aware of it. Yeah, So yeah. it wasn't easy. But it was good to try on him. Right, yeah. Because I knew he knew exactly what I was trying to do. And so. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe something along that line. We'll see. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I'll have to. How about you? I'm going to be working on some of that leg weave shit. I'm going to be working on the passing stuff. Mm-hmm. I need to work on other options for, you know, start running them across and trying to shove the knee in the hole and start setting up. And then, well, people don't want me to do that. And so I'm not really, I don't, I don't know exactly what my other options are. As soon as they defend this way, here's what I can do. So I got to work on those other options uh, a little bit more. Cause man, I'm having good luck with that fucking pass. Mm-hmm. Like I see it now, and I can you know once you get in that position, um, it's good. So I was having some luck with it last night, but that's good. So worth that. Some half guard stuff. Yeah, I'm trying to work on my half guard game. Top and bottom. <clears throat> bottom. Bottom. It's good, man. I realized I needed a lot of work. My half guard game is like traditional half guard. You're going butterfly half. They just, you know, traditional half guard is definitely my weak point. And so just, you know, looking for that and using that. But just understanding how to, uh, you know, how to get it and how to hold it and defend it better. You know, because even with like half guard, I mean, half guard is anything where you have one of their legs, any any part of their leg between your legs. Right. Three quarter mount, you know, knee cut where you're still hanging on to the, the, the ankle, um, you know, just any, any, it could all be, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's all sorts of positions where I got to get, you know, I'm not real good at necessarily getting from knowing how to get from there to like a stronger spot. Yeah. Stronger spot. Yeah. 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 So I feel like that's kind of what I'm picking up from the, that Lachlan, uh, Giles instructional that you got me for my birthday. Nice. And, uh, but yeah, it's been good. I've been definitely, I feel like my, my guard retention is getting a little bit better. I was having some luck last night just seeing things a little bit differently because it's a lot of what it is. It's like, oh, okay, okay, I see. It's it's a lot easier to just get something, mm-hmm. some sort of half guard than I necessarily thought. And, you know, once you kind of see a few things, you're like, oh, okay, that's, you know, try that. So, um, so yeah, just working some of that and my passing shit and then uh, see where we go from there. But, Sweet. Yeah. Looking forward to a good day of training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. This will be day six again. Another week of classes when we're fucking guard breaks. So. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's good. Got, what, three three adults signed up now and like seven or eight kids. Sweet. So, yeah, you came, you saw the end of kids class yep, on Monday. Yeah, saw the end of kids class you Monday night. Monday yeah. night. So, yeah, I think I figured out a good system for the kids. And you know what really helps with uh, high-spirited kids What's that? Uh, other kids 
in the classroom or other kids in the class, like getting more kids, especially kids that know what they're doing. Like we had a couple of kids sign up the train before that mm-hmm. just moved to town from Texas. And so like when you have like three, four, five kids who want to be there and they're doing the right thing and you got the one kid who's acting up, you know, or just not quite paying attention as much, it's a lot easier to kind of get them refocused because he sees what's supposed yeah. to be happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got some sort of frame of reference like, yep. oh, yeah. All those kids are not quite acting like I am. Right, yeah. When you're one of like two or three kids in the class, and it's like, oh, you know, half the class or thirty three percent of the class is acting this way. It's like, right. ah, it. Uh, so yeah, no, it, it was. Uh, I, I feel good. You know, got some good sequences. I'm gonna teach the kids. We talked about that a little bit. Like we talk about that for adults, mm-hmm. but I think it's you know definitely important for the kids. Like because it gives them. You know, like, this week we did like you know talking with Z. It's like we did the double leg, get past crazy legs, to the side control to Americana. So there's a pathway that you're teaching them. Low road map. Yeah, exactly. And then you start to realize like, oh, this is like a kata Mm -hmm. in karate. And you start to realize like, oh, okay, well, this is why they do katas. Like there's more to them. It's not just stupid movements. Like you don't understand them. It's what it looks like if you don't understand it. But these are kind of like BJJ katas. And so I'm going to put together like a, you know, like eight of them. And that's going to be the curriculum, you know. Kid roadmaps. That's a good idea. Yeah. Each week will be a different little 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 roadmap for them. And in that, they'll, you know, get exposed to a lot of the basic movements and positions and stuff. And then it'll make it easy too. like, hey, you know, to advance to your next belt, I expect for you to know this roadmap here. And so, you know, like. That's a good idea. I never thought about building a kids program curriculum like that, like roadmaps. What's roadmap one? You know what? Yeah. What's you know from guard pad roadmap one, roadmap two, or something. You come up in different names, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Like that, that is pretty cool. Yeah. I think I think that I could see that being a good idea. We'll see how it goes. Kids seem to like it because again, you feel like you're learning something, and you see yourself getting better. You know, you start mm-hmm. with move one, and then you move one and two, and move one, two, and three. You know, by the time you get to the end of it, you've done move one. A quite a bit times, so yeah. you're getting oh i'm getting better at this and you know and and so especially if they come to both classes you know by the time wednesday you know class they've already seen it on monday so they're doing it again and they're in the class feeling like okay good like i'm learning something i, I got something figured out here so and yeah it's funny man i was like i had to like take note like damn you know and then we do specific training because i want them to roll but i want to keep it under control and so we'll do some specific training based on like the main positions. Like this week we were going from side control, you know, cause they were going from side control. And I was like, okay, if you're on top, try and, you know, get the Americana or, you know, get to mount. And if you're on bottom, try and get your knee in that little pocket and, and get away, get some space. And so just some real basic, uh, situational sparring based on the position, you know, the, the sequence that we're learning. And then, uh, yeah, I think that kind of will cover the, the jiu-jitsu man and throwing some games and a little warm-up and nice you got a fucking hour of uh activity hell yeah so yeah yeah, yeah. I feel pretty good about it that's good so and then actually the my buddy my high-spirited buddy um his dad actually came up he came in to watch the class on wednesday and he came up to me and was talking and you know he said like hey you know if you need to get on to him it's fine we're not those parents who are gonna be like oh you know don't get on to my kid and and uh you know, I just told him, I was like, hey, you know, that's, you know, good. But just so you know, my motivation is like, I just want this to be a productive and safe training environment. Like, you know, and I, that's what I want to explain to, you know, your kid is that this isn't just, oh, you're in trouble because you're breaking the rules. 
It's like, no, man, you're in trouble right now. You need to hang out with me because like, you're not being a good teammate. You know, your, your partner can't get reps right now because you're running around playing with your belt. So you come hang out with me and I'm going to let that guy go work with someone else. And when you're ready to be a good teammate, then you can do it. And, you know, I think like that, and, and, you know, he seemed to appreciate that, but, uh, you know, it was good to know, like, I don't have to worry too, you know, you don't have to walk on too many eggshells. Like. Yeah. 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 They, you know, obviously the parents understand like, Hey, my kid is uh, a handful of times. <laughs> and if you need to, you know, do what you need to do to keep discipline going then do it. And that's, that's good. Cause like we talked about last time, man, like that line has moved since we were kids. Yes. Well, from sure. what kids expect and what parents are willing to tolerate and so sometimes the line's so far that it just creates an unruly, undisciplined atmosphere. And so it's always the fear is like, you know, you're yeah, gonna, yeah, and your line's going to be different than a different parent's line. Right. And so, yeah, and it's good to know that, okay, we're basically, we're kind of on the same page here. Yeah. We kind of have the same line here. Like, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. That's good. Yeah. So, no, it was, uh, it was good. So I feel, I feel like, yeah, much better about the kids program than I did a week ago. A week ago. <laughs> like I got a good direction and things are, are good. good. So, um, now I just got to get the adult program going. And... Sweet. So anyways, man, well, we better so we wrap it up. Rap. Yeah, so, so we get to training. Get to training. So, cool. all, all right. right. See you. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Grumpy Guy BJJ podcast. Thank you all for listening. You can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Please make sure to subscribe and leave us a review. It really does help and will allow us to keep putting out episodes. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas, hit us up at grumpyguybjj at gmail.com. Also, go to our website, grumpyguybjj.com, and get signed up for podcast updates and get our free BJJ Improvement Starter Kit. That's it for now. So get on the mat, train hard, and talk to you all next week. Yeah.